This is Rhea. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. Friends, I am back in my cold, hard metal stool because I have a guest, but I've run into a bit of a problem. See, my guest is... Hey, I was in the middle of a sentence of introducing you. Not the ideal time to start the music. Tiny people, let me explain. I've had a hard time getting guests to come to my studio. I don't know why. Could have been the spiky, splintery chair. Could be all the weird things that seem to happen when guests do come. I don't know. Who's to say? The point is, I had to make some concessions. My guest... Grimhilda is a skunk. Yeah, I know what you're thinking, but Grimhilda promised to sit in on this story and to not spray me if I let her do the music and sound effects for her segments. Thankfully, not for the whole story. She DJs at a line dancing club every Thursday night at 6.30, so she's an expert, I guess. Please welcome my talented guest, Grimhilda. Wow. Okay, that was some auditory adventure we just went on. Anything you want to say before we get started? Okay. Let's get to our story. Take it away, Avi and Divi. Remember... There are no pictures. You have to imagine the pictures in your mind. You can imagine them however you want. Okay, here we go. Who's your owner? Theo peered at the snail, inching along, surrounded by clutter left behind from last night's party. Um, she's a mammal. One of her eyes is slightly bigger than the other. Anything more specific you could say about her? Um, she likes to dig through trash. Oh, and her name is Carlotta. You could have led with that. Theo picked up the snail and placed her on top of his shell, then continued along, picking up everything his friends had left behind. The night before, Theo had hosted his annual It's Fall, Have a Ball party. Um, did you see those claw marks on your tree? Snail said. Who does that sort of thing? When I go to parties, I don't claw at people's trees. I don't either. I don't leave behind pets, either. Snail shrunk into her shell. Theo kept walking picking up the things his friends had strewn across his yard. Snail poked her head out. Um, you're returning me, right? Are you gonna say anything? I mean, to Carlotta? I'll just leave you on her doorstep. No point in saying anything. At that moment, with Theo's words ringing in the air, they heard... The music continued... And there was a bright flash in the sky. Something flew down towards them. It was a tiny turtle with wings. Great. 
Now I'm seeing things, Theo muttered. The tiny turtle came to rest before them. The music stopped. Well, hello. Let me introduce myself. I'm... Excuse me. The turtle pulled a small device from her shell. She put on some sparkly purple glasses and put the device very close to her face. She sighed dramatically. Then she tucked the device away and settled her big eyes on Theo. Now then, where were we? Uh, who are you? Ah, yes, we were there. But before we get to me, I want to talk about you. I've been watching you. Theo's eyes widened. I've had my eye on you ever since that picnic last summer. Theo frowned, remembering the picnic. His friends knew he would arrive late, as he had a crack in his shell that had to be fixed. When he'd finally made it to the picnic after visiting the doctor, he learned his friends had not even saved one toasted worm for him. Later, when they wanted to do a group photo, they'd asked him to take the picture. Just as Theo had clicked the button, a bird landed on his head, and everyone laughed. It was one of those rare, perfect photos where everyone is laughing together in a believable way. Theo's stomach turned over, just thinking about it. Who are you? And how do you know about the picnic? Oh, where are my manners? Since it's Tuesday, I'm the Speak Up Fairy. On Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I'm the No Fairy. That used to be my full-time job. It's a long story. Thursdays, I'm the you-do-you fairy. Saturdays, I'm the forgiveness fairy. I also fill in as need be as the imposter syndrome fairy, the convincing apology fairy, and the manuscript fairy. Writer's block. You understand. Theo did not understand. Let me simplify it for you. My name is Nobelina. I'm here to teach you to speak up for yourself. I I know how to speak up for myself. Nobelina looked down at the bag Theo was dragging along, filled with things from the party. Theo followed her gaze. Oh, this? This? This is fine. So it doesn't bother you that your friends all rode on your zip line, swung like wild gibbons from your trapeze, leapt like gazelles on your trampolines, did a leaf painting activity, and left all their stuff lying around for you to clean up. How did you know about the leaf painting activity? And I don't have a trapeze or trampolines or zip line. Is that someone's pet snail? Where is Carlotta? I want to go home. You poor left-behind creature, Nobelina said. She turned back to Theo. And who made those claw marks all over your beautiful tree? Mm, I think Craig did that. But I know how to speak up for myself, so none of this matters. Oh, maybe I'm mistaken. Nobelina pulled her device out again. Mm, Nope, no mistake. 
You just ticked over from 102 to 103 times you wanted to speak up for yourself, but didn't. 103 seems like a random number. Why not 100? It goes up a little every year. Inflation. Hmm. 103 times? I I don't see how that's right. Nobelina scrolled on her device. There was that time your sister borrowed your unicycle without asking and then crashed it into a bear riding a scooter. She and the bear were fine. The unicycle, not so much. There was the time your second cousin came to stay with you and ate all of your bugs and broke your trapeze. I don't have a trapeze. There was the time your neighbor decided to let his friend, Clark, sleep in your wheelbarrow for a month and left it smelling of crickets. Okay, 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 I get it. That was just three examples. Shall I go on? No, please. Theo thought for a moment. Look, I'm the responsible one. I deal with things. A small cup of steaming hot tea appeared in Nobelina's foot. She took a long sip. Ah. Then she looked up into the sky. Oh, I see. I see it all now. It's startlingly clear all of a sudden. You're... A hero. What? No. You come to the rescue. You never complain. You always do your duty. Well, yeah. Theo stood up straighter. But you feel awful about it. Theo frowned. It's a story you've told yourself. Oh, we all do it. My story right now is that I love having so many part-time fairy gigs. I'm thrilled to have different theme music every day and wear different colored glasses. That story, my story, is true. But some of the stories we tell ourselves are just fantasies. Like your story. I am responsible. I do take care of things. Kudos to you. That bit is true. Nobelina took another sip of her tea. Then it vanished in a twinkling. But you're also miserable. Theo shrugged. Nobelina flitted into the air, muttering to herself. Remember, they are helpless without you. They do not have your wisdom. You must share it. Also, you do need that bonus. I can hear you. Nobelina landed. That was a private conference. With myself. You understand. Theo looked at her blankly. The snail started complaining. Where's Carlotta? I want my dandelion snack and my hot water bottle. They both ignored the snail. Look, I've seen the whole range of turtles with issues just like yours. Some of them need me to come every day for a month before there's any progress. Some, like you, just need a little push. 
Theo thought back over the last year. He remembered how his cousin borrowed his favorite holiday sweater for a party, the one with the tiny snowmen wearing red boots that traced across his shell. It had a battery pack inside, and the snowmen's carrot noses lit up. His cousin had thrown it in the washing machine on high heat. It never lit up again. Theo had gulped down his words instead of admitting he was upset. Okay, I need help. <gasps> oh, marvelous! Let's move on to practice. Let us begin. I want to go home. I want my blankie. I want to listen to my music, Carlotta. Nobelina clapped her feet together, and some calming music filled the air. The snail quieted down. All right then, here we go. Oh, Theo, so lovely to see you. I, Wanda, just wanted to let you know. I know I said I'd be available on Tuesday to help you set up for the salsa dancing expo at the village ballroom. But I'm feeling kind of tired, oh, so I think I'll take a nap that day instead. What? Who plans to take a nap in advance? Theo, I'm throwing you a softball. Gadget. Uh, Wanda. Um, can't you take a nap on Monday instead? The air is better on Tuesdays. Ah,、uh, fine. I'll just do it myself. Nobelina scowled. What? No, that was terrible. Try again. Theo, I, Persephone. Persephone. I, Persephone. Wanted to say you are welcome for house sitting for you while you visited your aunt Belindrama in Tennessee. By the way, I ate all your shell vitamins. They just kept falling into my mouth twice a day. Isn't my shell shiny? Theo's eyes widened. You ate all my vitamins? Yes. Theo felt a heat in his tummy. He'd saved up mosquitoes for three months to trade for the vitamins. Nobelina gave a sweet smile.、Mm, thanks for letting me know. Theo, Snail said, "Shell vitamins are very hard to get." Oh well, Theo said glumly. Nobelina flew into the air. Why is every case like this? Okay, yes, they've been doing things the same way their entire lives. But come on, I am right here. Nobelina glanced down with a glint in her eye. She landed in front of Theo. Go on. Oh, um. Yes. Well, uh, Nobelina, I appreciate you coming, but I'm a grown turtle. I can speak up for myself, so I I do not need your services. With all due respect, Nobelina stared at him for a beat. Bravo! Snail did not have hands to clap. Woohoo! That was great. What? 
What is happening? Well done. I am so proud of you. Theo paused, thinking over what had just happened. You tricked me into getting annoyed with you enough that I spoke up for myself. Sometimes it's the role-playing that works. Sometimes, and I can hardly understand why, but sometimes turtles get sick of me and speak up. I don't care either way, as long as you make progress. And you did. You spoke up for yourself, firmly and kindly. Did feel kind of good just to tell you what I was thinking. This is beautiful, truly an honor to witness. But I want to go home. I want my hot water bottle. I want my blue rock. Carlotta! Snail, your luck. Theo, let's go. Nobelina grasped his foot and lifted up into the air. Theo grabbed Snail as they went. Theo had spent his morning sifting through clutter. He hadn't spent much time looking at the sky. Milky white clouds hung low, and songbirds zipped through the air. Everything in the ground looked so small, so manageable. Then they were falling, tracing a spiral in the air. They reached the ground with a crash. Oh, ouch! So sorry. I only wear these purple glasses on Tuesdays. They landed in a clearing bordered by trees that housed Theo's friends. He began to feel nervous. Nobelina, I haven't had much practice. True. Theo frowned. I thought you said I was ready. You were ready all along. You knew how to speak up for yourself. You just weren't doing it. Now, you will. Nobelina clapped her feet together, and a bell appeared in her foot. When she rang it, it sounded like this. Oops, I forgot that was my pig bell. I usually only use that one on Thursdays. Animals peeked their heads out of the trees, blinking in the bright sun. Carlotta, the raccoon, ambled out from a tree. Carlotta! Snail cried. Snaily! Carlotta cried. She ran to Snail and put her on her shoulder. More of Theo's friends appeared in the clearing. Theo turned to look at Nobelina for some guidance, hoping she'd at least have some last-minute advice. But she was gone. Theo was surrounded by all of his friends. Herbert spoke first. Um, what was that weird big sound? Theo shrugged. Last night was epic. Carlotta said. Snaily had already fallen asleep on her shoulder. Um, hey, did my leaf painting dry yet? Zelda asked. I was hoping I could pick it up today. Mine too, Craig said. Theo narrowed his eyes at Craig, the tree slasher. Things were falling apart fast. Theo had failed to take control of the situation. Snaily opened her eyes and spoke up. Theo... It's time. Theo nodded. Uh, I've... I've called you all here. You were the one making that weird pig sound? That was very loud, Craig said. Uh, yes, I... 
well, I didn't mean for it to be that, uh... Theo began to turn a lighter shade of green. The animals drifted closer, wondering whether their friend was experiencing some type of medical emergency. Okay, okay, the thing is... Here's the thing. Yeah? Yes? Yes? I've come here to speak up for myself. The animals stared at Theo. We all had such a good time at the party, but this morning when I woke up and I saw trash everywhere and I saw people's pets left behind and claw marks on my tree... It felt like no one cared enough to help clean up. That's why I'm here. To tell you, it really hurt my feelings. And I can't really see myself hosting any more parties. The animals were stunned. I'm sorry, Carlotta blurted out. Oh, sorry about the tree, Craig said. Um, I- I'm sorry too, Theo. I'm sorry about Snaily too. I'm sorry about leaving my toenail clippings everywhere added a small squirrel named Jazzy St. John Ellsworth. It was an awkward moment. Theo had said what he needed to say. He'd heard the apologies. But somehow, they didn't magically fix everything. Theo mumbled, "Uh, Okay, and headed for home. Up in the sky, Nobelina got an idea. A few days later, Theo was at home, gardening. It was a gray day, a good day for moping. Theo's moping was interrupted when he saw a flash in the dim sky. A tiny turtle spiraled down, surrounded by sparkles. Nobelina, it is I, but we have no time to catch up, even though I could tell you some tales, friend. You have somewhere to be. And today, you can call me the convincing apology fairy. In one swift motion, Nobelina pulled Theo up from the ground. They soared past birds and dragonflies. Theo had a hint of the feeling he'd had that first time. That somehow, from a bird's eye view, things looked so simple. The feeling faded as Nobelina lowered them to the ground in the same clearing as before. Theo turned to Nobelina, but she vanished in a twinkling cloud. Theo looked around, taking in the scene before him. His brain finally heard the music that had been playing since he'd landed. It was a party. His friends were laughing and dancing. Craig squealed as he hurtled by on a zip line. There was a big sign with letters scrawled across it, stretched between two large trees. It read, Theo, we messed up. Seriously, we're sorry. Let's be friends again. It was an apology party for Theo. Theo had been telling himself those last few days that he'd been a bad friend. His friends had apologized, and he had still not felt any better. Each one of Theo's friends came over, 
Each of them gave him a warm hug. Each one promised to never leave a mess for him to clean up. And each one said they'd hope he'd host more parties in the future because his were the best. Then they all partied. There was an actual trapeze and a trampoline and rock painting. Afterwards, they all cleaned up together. Hilda, I noticed you spent most of the story picking out the music and sound effects for this segment, which are, so far, very interesting. But any thoughts on the story? Uh-huh. Oh, right. So Grimhilda says that she wears green glasses on Thursday nights when she DJs, And she can relate to the Speak Up Fairy because in addition to DJing, she also runs a grapefruit delivery service on Mondays. She's a trampoline coach on Tuesdays and Fridays, and she is a shoelace tire on Wednesdays. She says it's like lift, but for shoelaces. So that makes total sense. Well, Grimhilda, thank you for your musical talents and... Most of all, seriously, thank you for not spraying me in this very small studio. You know what? We need a bit of a mood switch here. Can you hook me up? Uh, that's not really what I was looking for. Got anything else? Ah, thank you. That is perfect. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. My in-house tech director, Peter Kay, runs my website and puts my stories on the internet for all of you to enjoy. Special thanks to the listeners who provided sound effects used in today's story. Thank you, Julia, Oscar, Shepard, Huxley, and Nicholas. And big thanks to Avi and Divi for providing this super important reminder message at the beginning. If you loved this story, please share it with any and all turtles you may find in your local park, fairies you may run into at the market, all creatures named Grimhilda, line dancing DJs, oh, and friends who might need more stories in their lives and follow me on social media instagram facebook so you don't miss any fun updates from me and thank you as always for listening in